0: Welcome to the FCC podcast. Hear all the stories, worship, and teaching from Sunday service. Want to connect with us or learn more about FCC? Visit us at fccetown.com. Shout out your praise and join the house of the Lord. I've got to show in this place. We won't be quiet. We shout out your praise. We sing to the God who heals, we sing to the God who saves. We sing to the God who always makes a way. Cause He hung up on that cross, then He rose up from that grave. My God, still run the stones away. There's joy in the house of the Lord. There's joy in the house of the Lord today. And we won't be quiet. Royalty. We were the prisoners, and now we're running free. We are forgiven, accepted, redeemed by His grace. Let the house of the Lord sing praise. We were the beggars, and now we're royalty. We were the prisoners, and now we're. running We shout out your praise. We shout out your praise. We shout.
1: How's everyone doing this morning yeah fantastic whether this is your first or thousandth time here at first Christian we're happy you could make it today in spite of the weather that may or may not be coming we don't know a couple of announcements and we will get right back into worshiping grace marriage registration for the next huddle group which begins the week of February 13th is now open Couples that register by January 31st will be entered into a drawing for a $50 gift card into a local restaurant of your choice. So if you like to eat, register early. If you would like information or to register for this, go to the FCC website or check out the Weekend Update. Also, 2021 giving statements will be emailed to everyone with an email in our database. If you do not have an email with us or email access, a physical copy will be mailed to you, and those will all be delivered by January 26th. That is all I have for you. If you could stand and have a great day of worship.
0: my hope is only jesus for my life is wholly bound to his oh how strange and divine i can sing all is mine yet not i but through christ in me night is dark but i am not forsaken for by my side the savior he will stay i labor on in weakness and rejoicing for in my need his power is displayed to this i my shepherd will defend me through the deepest valley he will lead all the night has been long and i shall all the Sure, sure, the price it has been paid for Jesus bled and suffered for my pardon, and He was raised to overthrow the grave. To this I hold, my sin has been defeated. Jesus now my wing All the chains are released I can sing I Christ in me, yet not I, but through Christ in me, yet not I, but through Christ in me.
2: Lord, I know that there is someone in this place today that needs to come closer to you, that needs to be made new, that needs to hear the words of the songs that we sing, and needs to be encouraged. And I know that there's someone because it's me. Lord, I thank you so much for your presence in my life. Thank you so much for the opportunity that I have right now to praise and worship and draw close to you. And my prayer is that every single person in this room, every individual, that all of us, that that would be our prayer, that we want to be closer to you and we want to be made new. We've come to this place and we've brought uh, fears and we've brought uh, frustrations. We've brought anxiety and worry. We've brought uh, situations that trouble us. brought things that in in this life that are not going the way we want them to. We've come to this place for some hope, to be encouraged by by our our brothers and sisters in Jesus. We've come to this place to praise you uh, even when things aren't perfect. Praise you anyway, and you deserve that. Help us all really and truly come closer to you right now. We invite your spirit. We want your spirit. Uh, in our lives we want your spirit in this place as we sing and praise you as we learn uh, from your word each of us we want to be made new we want to be more like our lord jesus who came and led a life free of sin and and mixed with people who uh, weren't perfect and were messed up and had problems Uh, jesus came and gave his life on a cross for the very people that put him there that's the kind of love that we want to have in our hearts and in our lives. That's, that's who we want to be too, Lord. We want to be like you. We give you this time as a sacrifice of praise. Help us speak less, use less words, and listen to you more. Put you first and be led by your spirit. We pray all these things in your precious name.
3: Well, I'm glad that you're here. I appreciate you getting out in this crazy weather. We're not exactly sure what was going to happen today. So I'm glad that you're here. And for those of you that are at home um, uh, that didn't get out, we're glad you're here too. On the count of three, can we all just say hello to everybody that's at home online? One, two, three. Very cool. Hey, last week I was watching Stuart preach from home. And one of the things I wanted to do was this. So just hold on a second. Okay, it doesn't work. There's nothing there. I did notice this um, as I was watching last week. How many of you ever seen the movie WALL-E? Remember WALL-E? So all I could think of when I saw this was WALL-E. Okay, that had nothing to do with what I'm gonna do today. But anyway, I was at Kroger this past week. Went in, got my stuff, came out, and uh, was in my car, and I would pulled into my parking lot, into the parking spot, and there was a lady that had backed her SUV, and so, she had her all of her groceries, and she was putting stuff in the back of her car. And uh, I was sitting there, and I had this idea. I thought, you know, when I was in youth ministry, whenever the kids would get close to the bus or the van that I was driving, I would lay on the horn, and it would scare them. And I thought, I'm going to do this to this lady. So this lady has this cart full of stuff, and she's putting stuff in. And I mean, she's just like really close to the bumper. And I honked the horn. It just went, ah! and man her her groceries went everywhere and she turned around and started talking about my mother to me and she gave me the peace sign except it was half of the peace sign and her husband thought it was hilarious I mean it was just awesome I didn't really do that but I wanted to so bad Seemed like a good, time, a good idea at the time. Now, I have a good friend in youth ministry. Uh, he's still a youth minister in town. His name is John Akers. Some of you may know John. Uh, we don't call him John, we call him Tree. Uh, Tree has a good friend, and they want to write a book. And the title of the book they want to make it is It Seemed Like a Good Idea at the Time. And he was gonna take in stories of youth ministers, of things that youth ministers have done that seemed like a good idea at the time. So it got me thinking uh, as a youth minister, of the things that I did as a youth minister, that seemed like a good idea at the time. For example, we used to travel in the bus a lot, so we had to come up with creative things to do to, to pass the time. So there was one day we were driving down the road, I said, hey, uh, let's play uh, the, the ABC game, which is you name something, it starts with letter A, we go through the entire alphabet, and, and let's name a body part, And let's start with the letter A. That did not turn out as well as I wanted it to. Um, They did not use the bad word for letter A, but they did use a word that rhymes with one of the planets in our solar system. So we had to stop that immediately. That was supposed to be funny, but nobody laughed at it. We also had these wonderful things called lock-ins, which seemed like a good idea at the time. And I remember one particular lock-in we were registering kids, and this was back when we were on Mulberry Street, and we had just opened the gym, and there were a couple of boys that thought it would be a good idea to stack up the, the tumbling mats in front of the, the rim, jump off the mat, and dunk a basketball, because you know that's the one thing we all want to do is dunk a basketball, right? Yeah, all right. So um, I was registering kids, and one of the boys came up to me, and he said, and he was holding his hands like this. He said, Chris, I think I've broken my wrists. And y'all think that's funny, but it was not funny at the time. Uh, it was very serious and everything worked out, but it seemed like a good idea at the time. Uh, we used to play this game called Chubby Bunny, which involves taking large marshmallows, and putting them in your mouth, and he's saying Chubby Bunny. Again, it seemed like a good idea at the time. Another game we played, it was you would eat a banana, and after you ate the banana, you would chug a 7-Up, a can of 7-Up. Yeah, that was not pleasant either, but it seemed like a good idea at the time. And back when I was in youth ministry, this is when Fear Factor was going on, so there was people eating and drinking just crazy stuff. So one particular day, we decided uh, to go to White Castle and get like a White Castle meal with uh, Big Red, which Big Red, the soda, is the nastiest drink on the planet. I'm glad I I got one amen today. Fantastic. So we took this meal, stuck it in a blender, we blended it up, and we had a girl in our youth group actually drink that. And uh, it's pretty, yeah, yeah, uh, it's very, very bad. Um, One time we had a church-wide yard sale. I will never, ever do that again. That was a bad idea. But by far, the one thing that seemed like the best idea was we uh, rented a cotton candy machine. Anybody ever made cotton candy from a printed cotton candy machine? That's a thing I'll never ever do again. Awful, hot, loud, and just an absolute mess. So I, I say those things because later on in the sermon today, I have an idea for the church that seems like a good idea, but I don't know that it's gonna happen or not, if it's gonna be a good idea or not. You know, a few weeks ago, um, I preached, and Stuart preached last week, and we've been talking about What we as a church are supposed to be doing and what our vision is what our mission is and last week Stuart told us that our mission is to lead people closer to jesus christ and we do that and it is a command for all of us it's not just for me as a paid staff it's for all of us as the church we've been commanded to lead people closer to jesus christ and we do that by inviting people to be a part of the things we do here at church and uh We do this by speaking and sharing who Jesus is and by loving. Um, If you go to your Bibles, and I encourage you to do that, uh, Acts chapter 6, 7 and 8 are are some stories that I want to share with you today, uh, just real quickly. And Stuart talked about it last week. Uh, In Acts chapter 6, there was a problem with some of the widows not being fed. So they came up with a plan to have these widows uh, fed a, a food delivery system. Uh, I think Stuart called it the DoorDash of that, that, that time. Uh, after that, there's a story about a guy named Stephen. And the Bible says that Stephen was a man full of God's grace and wisdom, and when he spoke, uh, no one could stand up to him in a debate or an argument. Well, there was a group of men in that area uh, from the synagogue of the freed men, the Synagogue of the Freedmen. Now, that sounds like a movie from like, I don't know, some kind of movie. Synagogue of the Freedmen. So these, these guys got together and started making up stories and, and saying that Stephen was, was blasphemous and saying things and lying. And uh, they told this to the Sanhedrin. And the, the Sanhedrin in that day was the Supreme Council of Jewish leaders. So the Sanhedrin said, all right, Stephen, uh, you need to come in and you need to defend yourself. So Stephen comes into the council there, and he's defending himself. And what Stephen does is he tells the story, the history of the Jewish people. He starts talking about Father Abraham, starts talking about Abraham and the promise God gave to Abraham. He goes on to talk about Joseph. He goes on to talk about Moses and David and some of the big key figures back then. He goes on to say that after that, the prophets came to speak to the Jewish people. But as the prophets spoke to the Jewish people, the Jewish people ignored them, disobeyed these prophets, actually began to persecute some of these prophets and put some of those prophets to death. So as Stephen is laying all this out to the Sanhedrin, he's actually telling the Sanhedrin, your forefathers, your grand, great-great-grandfathers, your people that were part of your family are the ones who disobeyed these prophets persecuted them and actually killed them. So you can imagine that that would tick the Sanhedrin off. Well, he kept on talking and he told the Sanhedrin, this Jesus guy that was crucified a few weeks ago, you guys are the ones who did that. You were responsible for putting the righteous one, Jesus, to death. Well, this really made the Sanhedrin upset. It says in verse 51 of acts chapter 7 verse 51 it says stephen said to the sanhedrin you stiff necked people with uncircumcised hearts now when you guys go to work this week and somebody makes you mad i want you to look them in the eye and say you are a stiff-necked person your heart is so uncircumcised tell me how that works out for you (laughs) so Stephen says this to the Sanhedrin stiff-necked people your hearts are uncircumcised the Sanhedrin got super mad they picked Stephen up took him outside and they stoned him to death that's what happened in Acts chapter 6 and 7. but if you read your Bible and you look at Acts chapter eight, verses one and four, this is what it tells us. It says, on that day, a great persecution broke out against the church at Jerusalem, and all except the apostles were scattered. Those who had been scattered preached the word wherever they went. If you read your Bibles well, and you go from chapter eight of Acts to the end of Revelation, you're gonna read the history of the church and you're gonna read the destiny, ultimately, of the church. And as you read that story, read those chapters, you're gonna see that the early church was very good at leading people closer to Jesus. They were very good at loving God. And they loved God by loving each other within the church and loving people without the church you get what i'm saying and not only did they love the people within and without the church they served the people within and without the church now as we go through today um, we're going to talk about our church doing those same things i want to share with you from acts chapter 2 i'm going to just give you the chris kiger abridged readers digest version of acts 2 42 and 47. it basically says this you've heard this before uh, it says that the church the early church and us we are supposed to be devoted to studying god's word reading it studying it thinking about it memorizing it talking about it as a church we are supposed to be fellowshipping doing things together eating together doing things together communion you guys just did that a second ago remembering what god and jesus have done for us The early church and we are supposed to give, find needs and meet those needs in Jesus' name. And you've already done this today and we're gonna do a little bit later. We're gonna worship God. We're gonna tell God how great he is and honor him and make him look good. And finally, I think this is super key for us today. The church, we're supposed to be all together as believers and that to me is unity. That's what the church is all about. So our church today, right now, we should be about leading people closer to Jesus. And we do that by loving God. We do that by loving each other in this place and the people outside of this place. And we do that also by serving each other in this place and serving people outside of this place. I certainly believe that in our world today, there is persecution for the church, and I, I don't know that the church's people are being put to death, maybe. Uh, put in jail, maybe. But it does seem like there's some tension against the church. Uh, there's, we're, we're being mistreated or, or teased or mocked. Uh, so what do we do in the face of that persecution? Well, there's three things that I wanna remind us of today. The first thing is this. We need to one another one another. Can you all say that with me? One another, one another. Now, what does it mean to be uh, to, to do uh, to be? Uh, how how do you one another one another? I love what Stuart said a few weeks ago. He said that the early church didn't find their identity in their jobs or their occupation or their accomplishments. They found their identity in Jesus Christ, and the early church did an excellent job of one anothering one another. Andy Stanley said this, the primary activity of the church was one anothering one another. Now, I wanna share with you some of the one another's that we're supposed to be about as a church. I googled it, there are 60 one another's, number one. It's supposed to be a joke, everybody laugh. I'm not gonna go through all of them, I'm just gonna hit a few key ones. It says to be at peace with one another. Wash one another's feet. I think next week we should have a foot washing and we should all, no, let's not do that. Actually, we should wash one another's feet. That's what Jesus told us to do. And basically, he was teaching us to serve one another. He said this, be devoted to one another being devoted to one another means that we're concerned about one another that we are dedicated and we are faithful to each other we're supposed to be the same mind have the same mind towards one another again that goes back to unity and being at peace it says to build up one another i love the signs in town that say be kind i love those but i saw one this past week at central harden that said, If you can't be kind, then be quiet, and I think that's even better. Accept one another. Admonish one another. What in the world does it mean to admonish? Well, I'm glad that you asked. It means to advise, caution, or correct in a good-willed manner, to do it nicely. Greet one another with a holy kiss. I think the teenagers really like that, that, that thing, that, that holy. Can you imagine if we did greet each other with a holy kiss? I don't even want to think about that. None of you get near me today and give me a kiss, all right? Bear with one another's burdens. I've seen that in this church for years and years. When people are sick or their families have a death, we are very good at bearing each other's burdens. And what does it mean to bear someone's burdens? It means to carry, to deliver, or to take someone's burdens. It also says for us to subject to one another, be subject to one another. This comes from Ephesians chapter five, and if you read Ephesians chapter five, it says to be subject or to submit to each other two or three times. A lot of times we talk about submit to one another when it comes to marriage. But basically what it means to submit to each other and to submit to each other in marriage is to put the other person first. Others first. Put yourself second. Put others first. That's all it means to submit to one another. There's one one another that I didn't mention that is the most popular one another. In fact, of all the 60 that I have, 50 of them are probably this one. Can you guess which one another I did not mention? Thank you, love one another. And what does it mean to love one another? Love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it's not proud, it's not rude, it doesn't dishonor people, it seeks no record of wrongs, it's not easily angered, it does not delight in evil but rejoices with the truth. Love always protects, it always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. That's what it means to love one another. I love what Romans says. when We talk about one another. Romans 12 says this, Rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. Now that's what we're supposed to do as one another's. But listen to these two quotes, Andy Stanley said this, when everyone is sitting in rows, you can't do the one another's. Gary Combs said you can't do the one another's without one another. It's great to be in worship, but if we're gonna do the one another's, we have to do that when we walk out of this building today. We gotta do that in the hallways as we leave. It's about being involved in a Sunday school class. It's about being involved in a life group or a Bible study or finding a group of people that you can one another on. You got me? One another, one another. We do that in Grace Marriage. We do that in the Elevate, in our teenage ministry. We do that in Kid Town. There's all kinds of ministries in this church that help us one another, one another. But part of one anothering, one anothering one anothering one another, is to share with one another. One of the things I love about First Christian is how generous this church can be. Over the past Christmas, uh, we collected $2,800 for Dollar Club. I don't want you to clap for this, so just keep your hands still. We collected $2,800 for Dollar Club. We had Christmas where we spent money on gifts for kids and we did that for 120 kids and if you gave a low ball estimate on how much money was spent on per, per kid let's say we spent fifty dollars on each kid that means we spent about six thousand dollars to buy gifts and clothes for kids the tornado hit kentucky and we had over ten thousand dollars donated for the kentucky relief thing so if you add all that money up during the busiest most giving time of the year this church over and above gave $19,000 to help people out now that's that's great and you can pat yourself on the back go ahead and do that just give yourself a little pat on the back but our life groups our life groups meet they do things and i asked some of our life group leaders this past week what are some of the things that you are doing in your life groups and those are the answers that i got one group says that we serve in our bereavement meals. Now we have a great ministry called the Bereavement Meal Ministry, and they make meals for families after a funeral. And let me tell you something, that group of people is dynamite. They are meeting the needs of a family during a very critical, very difficult time in their lives, and it is fantastic, and I think we should clap for our bereavement team. And if you're here today and you've never heard of the bereavement team and you want to be a part of the bereavement team, let me know. We, we always need more people. That's a fantastic thing. Another life group provides goodies and flowers for senior shut-ins. We have a life group that makes goodie bags uh, for people that are involved in Clarity's ministry, the healing journey. We have a life group that makes their life group, I said makes. Their life group has decided that they are gonna spend one Sunday a month helping in kid town. We have a life group that helps volunteer with Breakfast with Mrs. Claus. We have Sunday school classes that raise money to send kids to camp and to C.I.Y. We have life groups and Bible studies and Sunday school classes that help with affordable Christmas, so the shoe and sock program. Uh, we have life groups that will contact local schools and speak to the family resource youth center service coordinators affectionately known as friskies and these friskies the work that they do in their school or frisks i should say frisks in these schools they identify students that have particular needs and they meet those needs and this life group contacts these folks figures out what their needs are and they meet the needs of kids in our community we have life groups that volunteer in kid town we have life groups that volunteer for childcare. We have Sunday school classes. We have Bible studies that do these things where they're, where they're not just learning, they're doing something. They're sharing their time, their energy, and their resources. One life group told me that they had a couple in their life group that was adopting a child, and they thought they had plenty of time before the child was gonna get there to get their house in order and have um, things that they needed, but It popped up one day that the baby came and they weren't prepared. So the life group came together to help meet the needs of that family. So what do you have? What kind of time or resources do you have to meet needs in this church? Uh, You know my email address. And if you're here today and would like to be involved in some type of ministry, I encourage you to get with me i would love to to sit down and chat with you we have a, a mission called the able ministry you guys know about dollar club you know about the bereavement meals i told you about the family resource ladies at our schools we have warm blessings we have a homeless shelter in town we have clarity and mission hope and helping hand of hope there are dozens of great things to do in town saint vincent de paul is another great resource and i learned this this past week we have a lady in town That works in the harden county schools she has a thing that she is manager of called the homeless warehouse and what she does is she identifies students in the harden county schools that do not have a home and she helps them find a home and usually these homes are not furnished so this lady is collect collects furniture and helps families get into a home and furnace their home. If you want to be a part of that, I know the lady and I know her email address. I'll be glad to share that with you. Share what you have. Share with one another. But we also, not just sharing with one another, we should share what we know with each other. Share what we know. I have a book here today. I want to share some interesting facts. This book is by Brennan Manning, it's an old book called The Ragamuffin Gospel. And in this book, I wanna share with you some things that maybe you didn't know. Story time with Uncle Chris. That sounded creepy. The slant of the earth is tilted at an angle of 23 degrees. By the way, did you notice the earth behind me? Did you notice that it's spinning? That's pretty cool, isn't it? I'm Pretty excited about that. <laughs> Scientists tell us that if the earth had not been tilted exactly as it is, vapors from the oceans would move both north and south, piling up continents of ice. If the moon were only 50,000 miles away instead of 200,000 miles away, the tides might be so enormous that all continents would be submerged in water. If the crust of the earth had been only 10 feet thicker, there would be no oxygen and no life. Had the oceans been a few feet deeper, carbon dioxide and oxygen would have been absorbed and there would be no life. Did you know the earth's weight has been estimated at six sextillion tons? That's a six with 21 zeros behind, did you guys know that? Anybody know that? Nobody, okay, now you do. I had a friend in my neighborhood that would come to me and share these weird kind of facts with me, and one day he told me how much the earth weighed, and then he asked me this question. He said, if we all jumped in the air at one time, would the earth weigh less, earth weigh less than it is right now? And it totally blew my mind. Sorry, those things kind of geek me out. Anyway, the earth weighs a lot, yet it is perfectly balanced and turns easily on its axis. It revolves daily, are you ready for this? It revolves daily at the rate of more than 1,000 miles per hour or 25,000 miles each day. The earth revolves in its own orbit around the sun, making an elliptical circuit of six 100 million miles each year, which means, I'm I'm glad that you asked, which means we are traveling in orbit at 19 miles per second or 1,140 miles per hour. Isn't that awesome? Uh, Yeah, it's great. Thank you. Every square yard of the Earth's surface or the Sun's surface is emitting constantly an energy level. Of 130,000 horsepower. That is approximately 458 cylinder automobile engines. The nine major planets in our solar system range in distance from the sun from 36 million to about 3 trillion 6,664 billion miles. Yet each moves around the sun in exact precision. The sun is only one minor star in a hundred billion orbs which comprise our Milky Way galaxy. If you were to hold out a dime at arm's length and look in the sky, the coin would block out 15 million stars from your view. It reminds me of Psalm 19 the heavens declare the glory of God, the skies proclaim the work of his hands. We need to share what we know with one another and this is where my weird idea uh uh, the the idea that i said about earlier comes from i think it would be fun or interesting if every sunday we picked somebody at random from the crowd to come on stage and tell us what jesus means to them so we're going to start over here this morning totally kidding i had a good friend in cynthiana his name was gary And at the end, whenever church was over, we would ask somebody to pray us home. And Gary was kind of quiet, and he told me, he said, if you ever ask me to say the prayer at the end of the church service, I will walk out of the church and never come back, (laughs) which I thought was kind of funny. But anyway, I think that's what would happen. if If you knew you had to come up on stage, people would probably stay home. But I think that's a pretty good idea. I think we need to know what Jesus means to all of us. And this is why life groups and Sunday school classes and these ministries that we're talking about are so important. It gives us a chance to meet in a small group and share what Jesus means to us. I, I work with three different life groups. Uh, there's a life group on Sunday morning called The Twenties. Uh, we get together on Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock. Um, th- this group of people, they're tw- some of them are 20 years old, 25, some are 30, some are 35 years old. We get together and talk about Jesus. But a couple Sundays ago, and what normally happens is somebody will ask some crazy question, like this question was asked. Chris, how is, how is judgment going to happen? What's going to happen on the day of judgment? What's, what's God going to do? When we die, Chris, do we, do we immediately go to heaven, or do we go to paradise, or do we go to Hades, or, or purgatory? What, what, what? Those are the kind of questions that we ask, and if you like that kind of thing, I would love you for you to come join us in that group, 10 o'clock on Sundays. I have another life group, the Tuesday men's group, we meet on Tuesday morning, uh, and I don't teach them anything, they actually teach me, but it's a time for us to get together and share what we know about Jesus and grow closer to him. And then there's another life group I meet on Sunday nights, my wife and I are in this group, it's a group of people that are kind of our age, going through the same kind of life, circumstances and situations, and we just get together, and we talk about Jesus. These life groups, to me, are like Jesus. And what Jesus does for me is he encourages me. And not only does he encourage me, but he strengthens me. He, he challenges me, and he convicts me. And that's what a life group is supposed to do. A life group, a Bible study, a Sunday school class, is supposed to encourage you. It's supposed to challenge you it's supposed to convict you so i encourage you if you're in a life group invite somebody else to be a part of that life group invite somebody to come and join that life group And if you're here today and you're not involved in a life group man i encourage you to find a life group a sunday school class something to be a part of grace marriage is another great group of people that get together to grow, to be encouraged, to be challenged in their their walk with Jesus. Now, if you go to a life group, I wanna give you a warning. This is for those of you that are not in a life group yet. When you go to a life group, you're gonna meet some weird people. And if you go in and you don't meet any weird people, then guess what, you might be that weird person. I'm kidding. But seriously, in a life group, you're gonna see these kind of characters. You're gonna find people that know everything. And you're gonna find people that don't know very much. You're gonna find people that love to talk and you're gonna find people that don't say anything. You're gonna meet people that don't say anything until the very last part of the class and whatever they say is gonna be unbelievably profound. You're gonna find people that love to toe the line and you're gonna find people that have no idea what the line is. You're gonna find people that are weird, and I'm one of those weirdos, Uh, but let me tell you, I encourage you to get involved in a life group. And guess what, let me give you this challenge. Go to a life group and try to figure out who the weirdest person is. It'll make you feel better about yourself, seriously. Life groups give us a chance, and Sunday school classes give us a chance to know who Jesus is, and you're gonna see Jesus and the lives of the people in that group. And guess what, when you come to that group, The people are gonna see Jesus in your life too, and they need to see Jesus in you. In these groups, you're gonna be able to ask questions, and you may get answers, and then again, you may not, but I guarantee you, you'll grow closer to Jesus. I'm so glad that you guys came today, here and at home, and I just wanna finish um, with this little passage of scripture from Acts. It says, on that day, there was a great persecution and it broke out against the church at Jerusalem, and all except the apostles were scattered. Those who had been scattered preached the word wherever they went. We live in a world where the church is being persecuted. We're being mistreated, mocked, teased. And what we need to do as a church is stand tall, keep one anothering one another by sharing what we have and by sharing what we know let's pray god i'm thankful for this day and i'm i'm thankful to to share you are awesome you are good you made it possible for us to have eternal life and god this is not about me it's not about anybody in this building it's always about you it always has been about you it always will be about you. We thank you. Thank you for Jesus. God, I love what Mark said earlier in his prayer about doing your thing and changing hearts and lives and minds and families and marriages. We pray that you would do your work and work in this place, God. Speak to us. Help us to slow down to hear what you're saying to us and help us to speak to one another, each other. God, we have folks here who may have not made a decision for you, I pray that that would happen today. God, we have people that are hurting today, and I pray that you would be relief for them, that you would give them peace and hope and comfort and strength. Now as we worship you, God, I pray that our singing will sound good to you. We love you, in Jesus' name I pray, amen. Would you please stand with me? I am glad that you're here. And there may be someone who has been thinking about giving their life to Christ and being baptized, and that's what we're here for. We wanna see people come to Jesus. And if you'd like to make that decision today, great, please come forward. And if you don't wanna make it today, you can make it this week, give us a call. Or maybe you're here to join the church, be a member of this church, we can do that this morning as well. Or maybe, like I said, it's been a rough week, and you just need somebody to talk to and pray with, I'll be up here to do that, somebody else will be as well. Right now, we're going to sing an awesome song and uh, let's give our best worship to God.
0: Slider day was silent. surely it was through since when has it possible. Ever stopped you Friday's disappointment Sunday's empty too Since when has impossible Ever stopped you This is the sound of dry bones rattling This is the praise make a dead man walk again Open the grave I'm coming out I'm gonna live, gonna live again This is the sound of dry bones rattling Resurrection power stirring something new You're not gonna run out of miracles anytime soon This is the sound of dry bones rattling this is a praise, make a dead man walk again. Open the grave, I'm coming out. I'm gonna live, gonna live again. This is the sound of triphones bones